Hello and welcome to You Bet Your Life from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Ladies and gentlemen, the secret word tonight is foot, F-O-O-T. Really? You bet your life. It's Groucho Marx in You Bet Your Life, the comedy quiz series produced and transcribed from Hollywood and brought to you with more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers, the dealers who bring you America's most talked-about new car, the distinguished 1953 DeSoto, and the exciting new Plymouth. See them both at your DeSoto Plymouth dealers. And now, here he is, the one, the only... Just a faded summer love. Oh, that's me. Well, here I am again with $1,000 for one of our couples. We have a young married couple for you, Groucho. Mm-hmm. So will Hilda... Enough for me. Yes, uh, Hilda Except and... for each other, <laughs> Hilda and William Bittles, would you please come in and meet Groucho Marx? Welcome for the DeSoto Plymouth dealer. Say the secret word and uh, the wife will take home the $100. It's a common word, something you always have with you. Pretty cute-looking dish here. Eh? <laughs> Let's see, Hilda and William Bittles, eh? Bittles, well, what kind of a name is Bittles? Sir, is a pure Irish name. Pure Irish? Well, what is pure Irish? I know what pure Scotch is. I don't know what... Pure... <laughs> Where in Ireland are you from? Donegal, County Donegal. County Donegal, that is right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mrs. Mrs. Bittles, that's you, huh? Eh? Yes. Uh, and you're married to Pat O'Brien here, huh? <laughs> William Bittles, Mr. Marks. Ah, uh, uh, sure, it is the luck of the Irish. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, and sure, and it is. Uh. Let's see, your first name is Hilda? Yes. Oh. What part of Sweden are you from, uh, Hilda? Well, I'm not from Sweden. I'm, I was born in Jacksonville, Florida. But oh. I claim Georgia as my home. I see. How long have you been married, Bill? Four years. Mm-hmm. You look like you're pretty happy about it, are you? Oh, it's as healthy I am. I have to keep pinching myself. Why do they myself? say everything backwards over there? Short <laughs> as happy I am. I yeah. have to pinch myself once in a while just to remind myself that I really am married in, in America. Well, if you have to pinch yourself, it can't be much of a marriage. Eh? <laughs> Hilda, could you tell us how you met uh, County Donegal here? Yes. I was working for the Red Cross in Fullerton, and one day a girlfriend telephoned and asked if I would date this young man who had just arrived in the United States from Ireland. He had been here three months. He was living in the YMCA, and he hadn't had a date since his arrival. It's hard to get one in the YMCA. (laughs) You you didn't try the YWCA at all. You were in the Red Cross. Yes. And uh, did you always answer these uh, emergency calls like this? Oh, yes, Mr. Marks. Uh-huh. I mean, uh, how did they know that you wanted to go out with a, a young man? Was well, there something I, I was single, and he was single, and <laughs> I enjoyed going out. And uh-huh. He was certainly looking forward to it. And your girlfriend phoned you? Yes, she did. What did they have? Did they have an alarm in the office or something, like in a firehouse? <laughs> No fella just got in? Uh, no. Well, uh, Bill, I'm curious. Uh, why did you leave Ireland in the first place? Well, I had... It's oh, a what long did I say? Why in the first place did you be after leaving Ireland? 
happy I am a vegetarian now. <laughs> I had the good fortune of being attached to an American unit in North Africa during the war. I have been in the British Army, and I was picked with two other young officers to be attached to this unit. Anyhow, I saw how the Americans lived, how they ate and behaved. They were getting about four times the pay I was getting, and they had four pairs of shoes to my one pair of boots, and, and they got fresh underclothes as many times as they wanted all day. So I said, if I ever got out of this mess alive, I, I would go to the United States of America and make my home there. If a country did so much for its fighting men who weren't doing any more than stopping bullets like we were, that it must be a, a wonderful country worthy of living in. I see. So, in other words... In other words, you, you actually came to America to get a clean suit of underwear. Right? <laughs> now, what are some of the differences you find between living in, uh, in Ireland and, and living in California? Well, the weather, of course, is the big feature. Uh, the, the food, all this wonderful food here, there's no rations or anything. You can have as much as you want, as many times as you want. The food is different, yeah. In this country, you can get excellent Irish food, you know, in any French restaurant. <laughs> What's the most unusual dish uh, you've come across in this country, in addition to Hilda? Well, I would say a corn on the cob was the biggest surprise to me. It was, huh? I had never seen corn on the cob before. They don't, don't have they smoke them over there. <laughs> no, I had never seen it before. Uh, so when I got out here, I, I. Uh, did you smoke a corn cob pipe in Ireland? Didn't you? No. MacArthur does. Huh? You no. smoke a clay pipe over there. A huh? clay pipe. Yes. Yeah, that's, right. that's what they. I once asked an Irishman. I says, "Why do you smoke a clay pipe?" He says, "Well, if you drop it, you don't have to pick it up." <laughs> What sort, what sort of work are you doing here in America? I uh, happen to be an instrument engineer for the Fluor Corporation here in Los Angeles. What is that? The fluor fluoroscopes? Or? No, no. They are engineers and designers of uh, uh, refineries and pulsation dampeners and cooling towers, etc. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's no use going any further, but I don't understand what you're talking about anyway. <laughs> well, uh, let's quit this foreign gab and see if you can win some money here. Because it's time to play You Bet Your Life. All you have to do is run your $20 and more than our other couples, and you'll get a chance at the big money. Let's see how high I can build your $20. You selected uh, Complete the Name of the Firm. I'll give you one of the names of nationally known business firms, and you give me the other. Here's your first question. Now, how much will you bet? So we bet it all? Well, I've been adventurous in America up to now. I'll take a chance. <laughs> how much? $20, you bet? $20. All right. This firm publishes dictionaries. The first name is Funk. What is the second name? Funk and Wagnall. That's right, Funk and Wagnall. <laughs> Off to a good start, you have $40. All right, uh, how much of your $40 will you bet on your second question? Would you like to bet it all? Yes. We would like to bet it all. All right. This frame is noted for their fine sporting goods. The first name is Abercrombie. What is the second? Fitch. No, Abercrombie. One answer now between you. Abercrombie and Fitch. I think it's Fitch. Abercrombie and Fitch. That's right. <laughs> oh. You now have $80. I think it was 
having a fair time. All right, here's your third question. You have 80 smackers. Now, how much are you going to risk? Yes, all right. $80 you're going to bet. This firm is known for their surgical supplies. The first name is Johnson. What is the second? Surgical supplies. Yes, yep. Band-Aids, all kinds of things. What is it, honey? I don't know. First name is Johnson. Take a guess now. Johnson and Vic. No. Um, it's so easy to us. Johnson and Johnson. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> well, they lost all their money, Groucho. Well, we can't allow anybody to leave here flat broke. I'll give you one more question. Get this right, and we bring your winnings up to 25 bucks. We all know that Mount Everest is the highest mountain in the world. Now, I want you to tell me what is the lowest mountain in the world. <laughs> lowest mountain? The lowest no, mountain. There's no low mountain. Yes, it is. It's Grand's Tomb. You win 25 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry you didn't win more. Huh? <laughs> Thanks and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers. Uh, now, uh, before we continue, here's something I want you to hear about the beautiful new DeSoto. No matter what you're looking for, you'll find it in the distinguished new DeSoto. This new DeSoto is a really beautiful car with long, low, wide, glamorous lines. What's more, in the DeSoto, you can drive without shifting, thanks to DeSoto's famous tiptoe hydraulic shift with fluid drive. In a DeSoto, you simply turn the key, step on the gas, and go. Just as important... DeSoto is a safer car, with such important features as DeSoto full-time power steering, the power steering that works for you all the time, DeSoto safety rim wheels, and big, sure DeSoto power brakes, the brakes that require just half the pedal pressure of ordinary brakes. You'll find that the DeSoto is a better driving car, cushioned and protected by remarkable DeSoto AuraFlow shock absorbers and new scientific spring suspension and powered by the world's most efficient engine design, the mighty 160-horsepower DeSoto Fire Dome V8 engine. So stop in at your DeSoto Plymouth dealers tomorrow. See this stunning new car, either the mighty 160-horsepower DeSoto Fire Dome 8 or the brilliantly responsive Powermaster 6. Both great cars let you drive without shifting. Make a date now to drive the world's finest car by the distinguished new DeSoto. And remember, the dealers who sell the distinguished new DeSoto also sell the truly balanced 53 Plymouth, the low-priced car most like high-priced cars. Okay, George, who is next? Well, Groucho, we have a uh, grandfather and a young mother for you now, and here they are, Mrs. Betty Finney and Mr. Jack Martin. Please come in and meet Groucho Marx. Well, howdy-doody. Welcome, youngsters, to You Bet Your Life. Say the secret word and divide $100. It's a common word, something you always have with you. Mrs. Betty Finney. Mrs. Finney, I'll, I'll start with you. Yeah, where are you from, Betty? I'll call I'm you from... Betty, huh? Eh? Yes. Yeah. I'm from Tacoma, Washington. You don't object to this familiarity? No, not at all. You're from where? Tacoma, Washington. Tacoma, huh? Do you mind if I ask your age? You don't look old enough to mind. How old are you? No, I'm 28. 28. Well, you're a fine-looking gal. You're married, huh? Yes. Now, the whole thing goes out the window. What sort of work does your husband do? He's an appliance salesman at uh, Cliff Swanson's in Studio City. He's an appliance salesman? Mm-hmm. Household appliances. Oh, I see. Huh? Mr. Martin, how old are you? Sixty-five. Sixty-five. Uh, well, you're a fine-looking lad. 
You certainly don't look 65. How do you keep uh, looking so vigorous? I don't drink and I don't smoke. And, and I never worry, no matter what happens. You have nothing to worry about. Nothing's going to happen to you. Uh, <laughs> Jack, old boy. Where are you originally from, Jack? New York City. I was born at the Belasco Theater's location. Oh, you known. were born on the stage of the Belasco Theater? No. <laughs> 44th Street, where the Belasco Theater is. Oh, I see. Do you remember what it was like in that neighborhood 65 years ago? Oh, they were all high stoops. <laughs> the whole neighborhood was high stoops? <laughs> well, there were a few of us low stoops around. <laughs> That's the only place they call them stoops, I think, is in New York. New York City. Yeah, and I know when I first left New York, I was born on 78th Street in New York. That's true. East Side? Yeah, Lexington Avenue, right near, in the heart of three breweries, Rupert's, Eretz, and Ringling's. Huh? <laughs> and I used to hobble to school in the morning to the smell of the hops coming out of the brewery. <laughs> oh, this is, this is true. And there was a big clock at Eretz, on top of Eretz. George Eretz. Yeah, that's right. That's how we told time. And that's when we knew we were late, which was most of the time. <laughs> well, enough of this uh, reminiscing. Uh, Betty, Fenneman introduced you as a young mother. How many children do you have? I have a set of twins. Uh-huh. Well, congratulations. I have a set of encyclopedias. <laughs> Would you like to make a swap? No. You give me your two, and I'll, I'll give you Quag to Sam. <laughs> are twins very common, Betty? I know some of the twins I've met are pretty common, but uh, I'm referring to yours now. Well, the uh, odds are 80 to 1. Eighty to one? Did you consult a, a bookie instead of a doctor when you... Uh, no, I read some, some uh, uh, statistics You read it. the statistics. Uh-huh. Do you believe this, Jack, that the odds are 80 to yes, one? Yes, it's a fact, because I saw it in the paper, too. Oh. <laughs> you don't happen to have twins, do you, Jack? No, not yet. You haven't? <laughs> You haven't got twins, huh? No. Jack, you're a grandfather, is that right? Yes, sir, eight times. Are you uh, pretty handy with a diaper? Experience. Uh, how many children do you have? Four. Four, huh? Do you have any comments to make about today's children? How do you feel they compare oh, with, the children, with yesterday's uh, squawkers? Well, the children today are nothing like when we were kids. No, that's they're, true. They're much younger. Huh? No. <laughs> they're very disobedient. It's hard to make them do anything. And they're well, not even polite to the elders. Is that, do uh, you think that's true, uh, Betty? Oh, not in my experience. No. I was too young. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> when you were a kid, Jack, what did you do for fun? How did you play without television, hot rods, space uniforms, and comic books? Uh, what sort of innocent fun did you indulge in? Oh, we had a gang from 10th Avenue. You had a gang on 10th Avenue? Yeah. What kind of a gang was this? It's uh, called the Red Shirt Gang. One of the boys had a red shirt. And we called it the Red Shirt Gang. And we used to go around and steal sandwiches and apples and stuff on the rocks. Now, Betty, aren't you sorry your twins weren't born in his generation? No. You wouldn't have all the expense of bringing them up. The sheriff would be doing it for you. <laughs> well, you're a nice couple, and I'd like to go on talking to you, but now it's time to play You Bet Your Life. Now, you run your $20 and the more than their other couples, and you get a chance at the $1,000 question. The first couple went broke, and the secret word is foot. You selected Sights of London. Here's your first question. How much will you bet? $20. $20. Don't you want to consult with your partner here at all? No. Is this all uh, satisfactory? Yeah. All right. 
What is the residence of the royal family in London called? The Buckingham Palace. That is correct. You're on your way. You have $40. Maybe going for $1,000 tonight. How much of the $40 are you going to bet this time? 20 20 40 Now, she's grabbing the reins, huh? There's a famous district of wharves and warehouses that is the residential area for the Chinese population of London. What is this district called? Limehouse District. Uh, that's right. Uh, you now have $80. Here's your third question. How much will you bet? She insists oh. on 80 oh. Well, of course. She's got twins. You haven't. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Walter Raleigh and many other political prisoners were confined in a building where the crown jewels are now displayed. What is the name Tower of the Tower of building? London. That's correct. You now have one hundred sixty dollars. Is your last chance to beat? Is your last chance to beat the other couples? How much did you bet? All of it. All of it. English kings and queens are crowned in one of the most celebrated churches of the British Empire. What is the name of this church? Uh, uh, Westminster Abbey. That is absolutely correct. And you wind up with three hundred twenty dollars. Thanks and good luck from the Desoto Plymouth dealers. Groucho, we, uh, we invited some grammar school boys to the program tonight. And just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected Eddie Rissman. His partner is Mr. Barry O'Neill. So, gentlemen, would you please come in and meet Groucho Marx? The shrimp pulp must have just got in, huh? <laughs> Barry O'Neill and Eddie Rissman. Rissman? Rissman? Yes. Rissman. Which one of you is uh, Eddie Rissman? I am. You are. How old are you, Eddie? Ten and a half. Where are you from originally? Minneapolis, Minnesota. Married? No. <laughs> Have you got a girlfriend? No. Why not? You're a handsome lad. Oh, I'm too busy for that. That's sissy stuff. <laughs> you think that boys who like girls are sissies, eh? Okay, I'm a sissy and I'm proud of it. Huh? <laughs> Barry O'Neill, huh? That's you? You're a fine broth of a boy. Now, how old are you, Betty, my lad? Nineteen. Nineteen. That's a fine age. And what part of Ireland are you from, Betty? I'm not born in Ireland. I'm born in Stuttgart, Germany. Well, I knew it all the time. Anybody, <laughs> anybody named Barry O'Neill has to be from Stuttgart. <laughs> I am spitting all over you. You as Irish as our cow. <laughs> how is it you're from Germany with a name like Barry O'Neill? Is that my real name? My real name is Ralph Schlehoff. Rolf Schlehoff? Yes. And you changed it to Barry O'Neill? That's quite a journey, huh? <laughs> Why did you change your name? Well, I like... I like the name uh, Barry O'Neill because um, Rolf Schlehoff is hard to pronounce and, uh, and I live with Irish people. So I prefer to take the name O'Neill. Oh. You live with Irish people, huh? Yes. But what prompted you to come to this country, Barry? Did you have any particular reason? Oh, yes. It's... Uh, I was, as a small boy, I always like to come to the United States because it's a great country. And uh, during the war, my mother, she used to wash laundry for American GIs and uh, and uh, I used to deliver the laundry and I used to meet an American GI and I told him I like to go to the United States. And uh, he write to his folks and he sponsored me and after two years, I, I had the opportunity to come to the United States and I'm sure happy I'm... I'm here. Well, we're glad to have you. 
Are you, are you working, Barry? Yes, I do. I work in a machine shop in Southgate. Oh, I see. And what do you, what do, you do there? I'm a milling machine operator. You're a what? Milling, milling machine. Milling machine? Oh. Yes. What do you do on a job like that? Well, I'm cutting gears and cams and all different kind of work. I used to cut glasses in school, but of course that's a different business. Have you picked up any American hobbies like the Bugs Bunny Club uh, since you're I, here? I have no time for for hobbies. You you don't have time for hobbies at all? No. You mean you don't like girls either? Yes, I do. <laughs> well, I'm not completely alone up here. What do you do with your spare time, Barry? I'm a professional fighter and... Uh, a boxer? Yes. Oh, you work all day and train every night, huh? Yes. Don't you occasionally take a night off for uh, other things? <laughs> yes, and Monday nights I'm going to National Guard. You'll have to wind back in Germany again delivering the wash, you know that. <laughs> I always became a fighter, you know. Only two things kept me from being the greatest fighter of my time. Lack of ability and the fact that I was a coward. <laughs> Eddie, have you ever had any fights around school? Yes, I've lost most of them. <laughs> oh, how nice, huh? <clears throat> what were you fighting about? Well, a boy once pushed me off a bench, and that started a big fight. What happened? Oh, we were, um, he pushed me off, and I got mad at him. I hit him, and he hit me back, and before you know it, we were in a fight. <laughs> Was there a, a girl involved in this? No. Nope. This is just man-to-man stuff, huh? Yes. <laughs> Eddie, I'm curious. You know, you can win a lot of money around here tonight. Almost $1,000. Now, what would a boy do with all that money? Well, um, I might uh, get a new house and furnish it with new ice box, stove, and uh, rug, maybe. Get my mother a new dress and, uh, oh, maybe a lot of other stuff I'd need. Baseball equipment. Of course, uh, are you aware at all of the actual value of the dollar today? Huh? <laughs> I think it's uh, 46 cents. Have you considered buying a, a car for your father? No, he already has one. I see. Uh, <laughs> I'm afraid to ask the next question. <laughs> Eddie, uh... What kind of a car does your old man have? Uh, is it a DeSoto? No. Uh, Eddie, I'll save you a lot of time. We will need to go through the formality of the quiz. Who was buried in Grant's tomb, you see? <laughs> That's right. You lose $25. <laughs> well, you're nice boys, and I wish both of you the best of luck. Now, Barry, good luck to your new life in America. And Eddie, good luck to you in the quiz. You'll certainly need it. <laughs> All right, now let's see how much you can win. You beat our other couples, and you'll get a chance at the $1,000 question. I can't tell you how much you have to win, but George is going to remind our listeners. Our second couple, the mother of twins and Mr. Martin, lead with $320. Here we go. Let's see how I can bill you $20. You selected capitals of Central and South American countries. Was there any particular reason why you picked this category, Eddie? Well, yes, we're studying that in school. And... I see, yeah. Well, that's unfortunate. All right, now. <laughs> Here is your first question. How much will you risk? Nineteen. Nineteen. All right, what is the capital city of Chile? San Diego. 
Santiago. Santiago is right, huh? You now have $39. Remember going for $1,000 tonight. How much of the 39 are you going to try? 38. 38. What is the capital city of Peru? Lima. Lima. It was named after a bean. That's right. You now have $77. And here's your third question. How much of the 77 are you going to try? Hmm? 76. 76. All right. What is the capital city of Argentina? Buenos Aires. Buenos Aires is right. You now have $153. Is your last chance to be the other couples? How much of this money are you going to bet? All of it. All of it. What is the capital city of Brazil? Rio de Janeiro. What is it? Rio de Janeiro. Right. Rio de Janeiro. Right. You wind up with $306, and that means that the mother of twins and Mr. Martin with $320 in just one minute get the chance of the DeSoto Plymouth $1,000 question. Thanks. Friends, we've heard the same report from all over the country. The Groucho Special used cars are the best used cars in town by far. Well, that makes very good sense to us. You see, to begin with, your DeSoto Plymouth dealer gets better cars in trade-in for new DeSotos and Plymouths. That means his whole stock of used cars are fine, well-conditioned cars that are really good bargains. But then he goes through that stock of fine used cars and picks a few of the very best as Groucho Specials. Groucho Specials are usually low-mileage, late-model cars, specially priced to make them red-hot bargains. When you see that Groucho Special sticker on a car, you know it's your DeSoto Plymouth dealer's way of pointing out what he thinks is a really good buy. Of course, all his used cars are bargain-priced, with low-down payments and easy budget payments stretching over many months. Tomorrow, stop in and see your friendly DeSoto Plymouth dealer. Examine his fine stock of wonderful used cars. Take special notice of those wonderful Groucho Specials. You better hurry, though, because they're going fast. And when you drive in to see the Groucho Special, tell them Groucho sent you. Here comes the winning couple, Groucho. Uh, the uh, mother of twins and Mr. Martin, all set for the DeSoto Plymouth $1,000 question. Right in here. Well, if you win this, each of your twins could have $250. Assuming, uh, unless Mr. Uh, Martin wants to give you the other $500. All right, here we go for $1,000. I'll give you 15 seconds to decide on a single answer between you. Think carefully and please no help from the audience. In September of 1942, General Leslie R. Groves was placed in charge of a newly created government agency delegated to develop the atomic bomb. For $1,000, what was the name of the first atomic bomb project that changed the course of history. Now, talk it over. What is the answer you two decided upon? No, that's a tough question. It was the Manhattan Project or District, uh... So that means the big question next week will be worth $1,500. I'm sorry you didn't win more, but thanks to both of you and to all of our contestants on the show tonight from the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America. <laughs> <laughs>
Be sure to tune in again next Wednesday night at the same time for the Groucho Marx Show, when the big question will be worth $1,500. And don't miss Groucho's television show, also presented by the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America. And remember that the dealers who sell the distinguished 1953 DeSoto also sell the brilliant new Plymouth, the first truly balanced car in the low-priced field. DeSoto, Plymouth, two great new cars. Both products of the Chrysler Corporation. And when you drive in, tell them Groucho sent you. Good night, folks, and remember, just be sure to see the distinguished new DeSoto. Folks, here's a reminder from the National Safety Council. Twilight reduces visibility. Reduce your speed accordingly. You bet your life. Transcribed from Hollywood is produced by John Goodell. Directed by Robert Dwan and Bernie Smith. Music by Jerry Fielding. This is George Fenneman signing off with more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast. You Bet Your Life is heard by our armed forces throughout the world. (laughs) 